young, young gospel. Gospel. I got you. I got you. I got you. Young gospels. Building. My hope is not the ceiling. My hope is that I hope these Christians really do feel me. Mama, I'm a different Christian. I'm on a different path. I took a different mission. The blood, the life. I got the passion of the Christ. Everyone's so hostile. They used to call me T Money, now it's Young Gospel. Go with me to a land you'll never see. It's free, but it's sex and serenity. Yeah. What's up, my brothers and my sisters? It is your boy, your host, Young Gospel. And it's been a minute. So many things are going on on the political spectrum. So many things are going on here with me in my life. And I wanted to do a quick post-election, mid-election breakdown. It's tough. I walk around. I talk to people. I spread the gospel wherever I can. I sow the seeds, but the enemy has also sowed a lot of seeds of discord, a lot of seeds of hatred, a lot of seeds of jealousy. We can't fall for that. We can't fall for that, brothers and sisters. Most Christians will agree that they wanted Donald Trump to become the next president, or I should say to be reelected as president. And it can still happen. I'm here to tell you something. I'm here to say that Donald Trump is not Jesus. Donald Trump is not our savior. Presidents cannot save the people. As much as presidents want to say they're for the people, there's a lot of powers that be that won't allow a president to be 100% for the people. He has to maneuver both sides. And right now, we see that Donald Trump has to try to maneuver for the people but he's also battling the deep state he's also battling the powers that be that want the new world order to come and it's gonna come the new world order you know the chip the one world currency the one world government the one religion will one day come into this world how soon can we prolong it yes these are all things that are good questions and yes we can prolong it how soon nobody really knows but we know that we're moving in that direction with technology with covid 19 the way that they're trying to track everybody it's gonna be just like what they do in china with their people they're gonna try to track everybody it's gonna be on a merit system and you're gonna basically be a human being with a yelp review that's kind of how i see it because they want to bring that kind of a system here where everybody's going to be scanned. They're going to be taking your temperature all the time. And if they deem you sick or if they deem you, excuse me, not worthy of being around so-called healthy people, that's all going to happen. It's going to be real chaotic. So we have to bank on Jesus Christ. We have to bank on getting to heaven. Should we be participating in our civil duties, our duties as Americans to go out and vote? and voice our opinion, yes. Do we have the right to vote for either party? Of course we do. You have every right to go out and voice your opinion and vote for 
Joe Biden, if that's who you want. You also have every right to go out and vote for Trump. Let's just make sure that as Christians, we're being real respectful with other people's opinions. And sometimes it's better not to comment because it just starts problems. And the Bible says that any kind of argument like that is just foolishness. It doesn't lead to anything. So with that, Romans 12 verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Think about that. Do not be conformed to this world. How many of us are conformed to this world? How many of us are just waiting to see how many likes we get on that post? How many of us are just waiting to see how many people are going to jump on our bandwagon? How many people are going to like the things that we say? How many people are going to start following us? We want to be followed. We want to be leaders in our own way. And that's why everybody wants so many followers. Because once they have followers, they think they've been socially accepted by the masses. And we're conforming. We want to have the best clothes. We want to have the best trends. We don't care anymore what the Bible says about being modest. We don't care what the Bible says about not marking our bodies. We don't care anymore. What we care about is just likes, follows, views, and who can get there faster. Who can get to a million followers faster. And the Bible tells us, do not be conformed. Because while you're busy trying to look good, trying to be um, all into yourself, you know, while you're trying to look at the mirror every day and always convincing yourself of that what you're seeing is the best out there. God is like, what are you doing? There's so many souls to be saved. There's so many souls that need to be spoken to. And we're not because we're too busy looking at ourselves. And that's shallow. We need to stop being shallow. The Bible says that the best outreach is to go out and do something for someone else, not for ourselves. Because once we figured it out, once Jesus Christ gives us the Holy Spirit and we've reached salvation through faith, by grace, now we have to go out and do that for others because people are lost. This is just an opportunity to really go out and talk to the people and tell them, hey, we're not on a team. This ain't the red team. This ain't the blue team. It seems that way right now. And I get it. There's a lot of people that are Republicans that are angry and you should be. And, you know, honestly, I've been looking at a lot of the stuff going on with the ballots and a lot of fraudulent stuff. I mean, it's all over the Internet. It's all over everywhere. You don't even have to look too far to see how people are ripping up ballots, filling them out for other people. Signatures don't have to match. There's a lot of stuff like that. And I can understand that when you want justice and you you know, you're trying to practice a righteous, up, upright life. Those, those, those kinds of things do bother you and they bother me. But let's trust that the justice system is going to do their job and we'll see what happens. But again, we're just passing by. We're not inheritors of this earth. We are by sin, but this is not our destiny. This is not the final destination. We're passing by. So the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What's testing? 
But we have to test things. Is it the way that we're living correctly? Let's test it. Okay, well, I want to drink all the time. Okay, let's see where that gets you. Has that gotten you anywhere? Drinking every day with fake people, fake friends that just want to be around you because maybe you have money or maybe you are a pretty charismatic person, but are they really around you for all the right reasons? And are they going to be there five to 10 years down the road when you have a family? Is the guy you're hanging out with right now, is that the kind of guy that you would want your wife to be around or your kids? The girl that you're hanging around right now with, is that the kind of girl that you want to be around your husband and your kids? I mean, really think about it and really test your lifestyle and really dig deep and see if you know, the test that you're doing, that you're conducting, if it's being done with prayer and with faith, because the Bible says that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and even perfect. God is telling us that if we test, not only can we find out what is good, but we can also find out what is acceptable and what is perfect. Not too many people can say that they can discern perfection. Not too many people can say that they understand what is perfect. That's very hard, but through prayer, through faith, you're going to gain discernment. And that discernment's going to teach you what is good. And once you figure out what is good, you're going to be able to see what is even perfect. And what's perfect? What's perfection? What is it? If you ask me, what is perfection, young gospel? I'm going to tell you what's perfection is what God created, the family unit. He created a man and a woman so that those two can procreate and they can have children and they can teach them the greater values so they can teach them how to live and how to be successful in a world full of vultures. That's perfection. Perfection is the marriage between a man and a woman. That's what God initially created. If you look at the beginning, after he created the heavens and the earth, separated the land from the sea, he created the animals. He created man in his own image and then he created a woman. And that's how everything started with Adam and Eve. That is perfection. That is what God intended it to be. So if you ask me what is perfect, that's perfect. And then everything else after that becomes a practice of righteousness. Should we invite this into our lives? And for those of you that don't plan on getting married and plan on you know, living a full life of service to the Lord. What is perfection? What is it that you should be introducing into your life? Should you be introducing alcohol into your life? Pornography into your life? Should you be introducing fornication into your life? Adultery? Idolatry? Think about it. There's so many things that we can introduce into our lives that we can be put before God. That's not perfection. But these things could only be revealed through the Spirit. These things could only be revealed through prayer and fasting. That's it. Something to think about. This is going to be John 18, 20. And Jesus answered him. He was speaking to the high priest. So I'm not going to read 19, but 20 says, and Jesus answered him. I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When he said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, If what I said was wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But what I said is right, so why do you strike me? And then Anus, he sent him to Caiaphas, the high priest. So why did I read this scripture? Because the truth is being silenced. The truth is being censored. 
when you speak truth the way Jesus was speaking truth here to the high priest, telling him that he spoke openly to the world, he hid nothing from nobody. He spoke inside of the synagogues, and we all know that he taught inside of the synagogues at a young age. Still here, they struck him for speaking the truth. The truth, my brothers and sisters, is being silenced now more than ever. They came after the conservatives, now they're going to come after the Christians. You heard Antifa out there, you heard Black Lives Matter out there, they were saying, F your Jesus. Look it up. I'm not making stuff up. You can fact check me. Do it. Look it up. BLM, Antifa, together marching, saying, F your Jesus. Think about that. We have to really think about what we're getting behind. We really have to think back. Come on. It comes back to discernment and prayer and fasting. If you're not doing these things, you're blind. You're blind. The Bible says that the blind leadeth the blind and they both fall into the same hole. We really have to consider what we're doing here because our kids' lives and their future is at stake. You know, it's really sad that I've seen this last generation get indoctrinated in these colleges by these top-level professors that came from other countries teaching our children Marxism, communism, socialism, as if these things have ever thrived anywhere else. We understand that a free market system is right now thus far the best system we've ever had. Some people say, well, Jesus was a socialist because he wanted to share with everybody. Well, that's not true because he also said to respect private property. Why would he say not to steal? Part of stealing is that you're stealing private property. And even in the Old Testament, theft was worthy of death. So just think about those things. Jesus was not a socialist. And don't let anybody ever tell you that he was a socialist because he was not. So let's really think about what we're teaching our kids and what we're allowing them to learn. I'm seeing parents telling their kids at a young age that the president of the United States hates them. Think about the vile and think about the wickedness that would have to be inside of you to tell a young kid, a baby, basically, that somebody hates them. When a baby and a kid that age doesn't even understand what hate really is, you're teaching them hate by telling them that somebody hates them. We don't do that. We're better than that. Again, I don't want to make this political. I'm not trying to make this about the left and the right because there's a lot of powers that be. And regardless of who the president is, Jesus hasn't been caught off guard. Jesus ain't caught, caught off guard from all of this. Maybe we are. Jesus is not caught off guard. We are Christians and we have to all gather together and be one with the body of Christ. Because when he comes for his church, he's going to come. The rapture will happen. And if you get left behind then I feel real bad for you. Don't get caught off guard. Let's be ready so that when Jesus comes, he finds us worthy so that he doesn't find us at the end of a bottle, so that he doesn't find us at the end of a joint, so that he doesn't find us at the end of a crack pipe, so he, that he doesn't find us dosing on acid or on ecstasy or on mushrooms or on DMT. There's so many people right now pushing the psychedelic agenda and Joe Rogan's one of them. You guys have to understand that these people they're not Christians. They don't have your best interests at heart. They're trying to tell you that drugs fix your depression, that drugs fixes your problems and your issues. That's not true. I've been there. I've done that. Believe me, they only made my life worse. And the only person that was able to rescue me was Christ Lord. Jesus is Savior. Jesus will turn your life around. There's thousands and thousands of Christians, millions of Christians around the world that can vouch for that. There isn't millions and millions of people in the world that can vouch for DMT, that, that can 
vouch for the toad that can vouch for these psychedelics oh believe me i'm well versed i know all about these drugs because i was a drug addict and that's what jesus pulled me out of but he pulled me out of that to expose this and i am not in fear and i will speak boldly against these people that are confusing our youth any of them that are confusing our youth all of these comedians that you're listening to all of these comedians they're all pushing the same agenda and don't let them play with your head just because they're from the red team or from the blue team or from the green team doesn't mean anything at the end of the day we need to test these things the bible says what is this man talking about and why is this man recommending a drug a psychedelic drug for my life test these things be in prayer and ask god to reveal these things to you because i can only do so much but i am doing my part and i don't care the criticism and the backlash that i may face i don't care i stand for righteousness and i stand for jesus and i know that his blood saves because i've been there listen to me joe rogan did not start smoking weed until he was like 30. He says it. He confesses it. I started smoking weed at 13, drinking 40s, OEs, candy flipping. If you even know the term, that's when you dose acid and ecstasy at the same time. Most people don't even know that. Snorting cocaine, doing special K, elephant tranquilizer. Look, I know where those things led me and they led me nowhere. Highly addicted, highly depressed. It was so hard to kick my depression because chemically it messed with my head and I'm trying to save you guys a huge headache, a path of depression. Don't do it. Put your trust in Jesus Christ. I know what I'm telling you. You can take that to the bank and this isn't against Joe Rogan. This isn't against anybody, but I do have to speak out against those words. God loves Joe Rogan. God loves all of these comedians, but he doesn't like what comes out of their mouth. God loves the sinner, not the sin. So moving forward, John 18, 33. This one's a bit long, but it says, So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this on your own accord? Or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priest have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world think about that we are not of this world he says my kingdom is not of this world if my kingdom were of this world my servants would have been fighting why would they have been fighting because of earthly things and jesus says my kingdom is not here but Pilate is very worried because he doesn't want anything challenging his throne and the biggest threat for one king is another king and he says, my servants would have been fighting you if my kingdom was here. That I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not from this world. And he repeats it again. This is saying it twice. When something in the Bible is said twice, there's emphasis on it. And he says, but my kingdom is not from this world. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, no, you say that I am a king. For this purpose, I was born. And for this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? Pilate is so confused. He's so filled with his ego. He's so filled with self-righteousness. He's so shallow that he doesn't even understand what truth is because it was never taught to him. As a young boy, he was groomed to be in a high position and 
I want to break this down a little bit because on top of the fact that it says that that Jesus says that his kingdom is not of this world. Think about it. The rulers of this world always leave someone behind to rule after them. That's why the corruption and the evil is not going to stop. And as long as we continue to live in sin and this world continues to be a sinful place, this is not going to stop. This is not going to stop. And that's why Jesus has to come and take us and then in the battle of Armageddon, put it all to rest because the brazenness, the cheating, the lying, the stealing is not going to stop. So I'm going to end this podcast with the book of Revelations 13, 16 through 17. And I want you to hear me out. And the Bible says, and he causes all the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. So this is either going to be the name or the number. But think about this. No one's going to escape this great, small, rich, poor, free, slave. And they already said that the best places to place these chips is either on the right hand or on the forehead. Think about that. You can read that. You can look that up. 2,000 year old prophecy is now coming to fruition. A 2,000 year old prophecy is about to be fulfilled because the neural link is already here. Elon Musk already created that and many other inventors, whatever you want to call them, scientists, robotic engineers have already created these chips and they're ready to roll them out. There's people already paying by waving their hand across a vending machine. There's people unlocking doors to their homes with a chip that's already in their palm of their hand. There's people turning on their cars. So just think about that. Think about where we are and think about what's coming. Think about the children. Think about the people and the souls that we still need to go out and talk to. The people that we still need to reach. Look, I hope I didn't make this too political, but we do have to stand up for righteousness. And we do have to stand up for what is right. And the Bible tells us that we need to love what is good and hate what is bad. And part of that is justice. So again, I hope I didn't make this too political. If this is a little bit too political for you, I do apologize. But... What I won't apologize for is for loving Jesus and believing that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And everything that is in the Bible, I will not apologize for that. I love you guys in Jesus' name. I felt that I did speak boldly to you guys. The way I've asked you guys to be with others, speak boldly. Don't be afraid. Don't hide the truth. Don't suppress the truth. And most importantly, don't be shy. I love you guys in Jesus' name. Young Gospel, your servant. I'm out. Young, young gospel, gospel, gospel. I got you. I got you. I got you. Young gospels podcast. Ready. Hope is in the building. Hope is out the ceiling. My hope is that I hope these Christians really do feel me, Mama. I'm a different Christian. I'm on a different path, I took a different mission The blood, the life, I got the passion of the Christ Everyone's so hostile They used to call me T-Money, now it's Young Gospel Go with me to a land you'll never see It's free, but a Texan said
Yeah. Gaspels. 